What's going on, Suns fans? Justin here, and with me as always is my podcasting partner, Paul. If you're gonna spew, spew in this. Party on, Paul. <laughs> I love that. Party on. And we are here with uh, the first edition in quite a while of Bright Side of the Suns for the Fans by the Fans podcast. Paul, what's been going on for the past, I don't know, two and a half months? Anything exciting? Uh, we can't have nice things. We cannot have nice things. Uh, let's open up a old wound really quickly here. Rip that two, band Two off. and a half week old wound, but uh, Suns with the second best odds of getting the number one pick. Got the fourth. I, somebody had to fall. So somebody always gets kicked out of the top three. And, and somebody had to fall twice, apparently. Only one team, though, and that was us. Yeah. But you know what? Is that the end of it all? No. No. Does it really matter in the end? No. Probably not. And we're going to tell you exactly why it most likely does not matter in the end. And you might believe us. You might not. We might be idiots. We might be geniuses. I would assume a combination of both. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant idiots. But brilliant idiots. I like that. One thing I can say for certain is that... The lottery's rigged. I'm sorry. It's rigged. 100% rigged. I can't say that. You're, just, that's because you I just that can't have nice idiot things. part. Idiot. <laughs> we just can't have nice Totally things. rigged, dude. You really don't think it's rigged. Climate change doesn't exist. Completely unrelated. <laughs> Conspiracy theories. You really don't think the lottery's rigged? You think it's legit. 100% legit. I think, yeah. Because I think there's enough... Your hesitation... Proves that you're lying. I don't think I can't say anything for a hundred percent certainty. So it's rigged. My understanding of the process is that every team has a representative in the room, literally watching the damn machine with the balls kicking around, spitting them up like it's the. So you're saying that it's beyond contemplation that the machine can be rigged. No. So I think the odds of it are extremely slim. Why? Because there's too much money involved. For the for the other owners to be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna let the league dictate that this team is gonna get. There's too much money involved for the league to not want the teams that they want to have the highest picks get the highest picks. The league doesn't own the teams; the owners own the league. Yeah, so but the, the teams other dictate how much money the league ultimately makes. Yeah, but why? Why is why would Robert Sarver be like, yeah, I'm going to let my team fall in the lottery because the Lakers need to have a better pick because if the Lakers have a better pick... You're assuming better. that the owners are in on it. I'm saying the that it's The owners own the league. The ri- league rigs it. The So you're saying that Adam Silver couldn't... Let me... Excuse I'm me. Saying, excuse me. Hold on. I'm saying I don't Adam want, Silver I don't, has 30 sh- bosses. I don't want to... I don't want to... I don't want to be rude to Adam Silver. David Stern, who still is running this league. I'm sorry, he is. You're saying <laughs> that he has no control over how the lottery goes down. He wouldn't be able, he would not be able to rig it because he has 30 he bosses. He would not be able to rig it, but I'm saying that if the owners found out he rigged it, he would be let go. Oh, after, after he made millions and millions of dollars, I'm pretty sure he'd be fine. So you're saying that you can't tell me for certain that the Lottery's not rigged, which means you agree with me. Yes. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's rigged. It's fine. Paul, just admit it. No. Why do you love David Stern so much? 
I don't love David Stern, but I do like Adam Silver. Oh my god, why do you love him I so like much? I the bald head. I want to rub it. No, I meant David Stern. <laughs> no. You, you, you love him? No. Oh. Suns fans, let it be known, Paul is a closet and now outed David Stern lover. And Moving on. <laughs> so, but maybe it's not rigged because perhaps they did the Suns a favor. We're definitely out, or I wouldn't say definitely, but we don't have to worry about the Lonzo Ball situation. First of all, I don't think we ever had to worry about a Lonzo Ball situation. But if we had the number let's, two pick, let's, we would. Let's, let's, no. We, we, let's segue into what we actually want to talk about. And I'm sure we'll talk about the alleged Lonzo, Lonzo Ball situation. Who are the Suns going to get it for, Paul? Who do I want them to get or who do I think they're going to get? Because we can't have nice things. Who are the Suns going to get at four, Paul? Josh Jackson. Who did the who do we want the Suns to take when they were going to get at two? Who who do you who do you want the Suns to get, Paul? Josh Jackson. So we can't have nice things then, apparently. Well, because. I say all of that <laughs> with the expectation that something is going to go sideways and wrong. Basically, and- Josh Jackson's <laughs> going to go number one. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, no. <laughs> Just because we can't have nice things. Mm-hmm. Oh, or, or can we? So, okay. So, Josh Jackson. Yeah. Why do you want Josh Jackson? Because he fills a glaring need on the, on the Suns team. We have, uh, I mean, really, the, probably the biggest need we have on the team is front court. Honestly, we need a center. Just because Len's probably going to be gone. Tyson's aging out of Yeah, we need a center because Len's going to be gone. That's. But I'm saying Len's going to be gone. The position's there. We need the center, a real center. If Len was foot. still there, we'd still need a center. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure we're on the same right. page. <laughs> we need a we need a center. Period. But this in the range we're picking, this there aren't really centers in this draft. And maybe in one of our second round picks, we'll get a gem. But right now, there aren't centers that are really players in uh, that are projected to be in the range that we're picking. Yeah. And. But the other hole we have is really on that wing spot, that small forward spot. And this is no knock on TJ TJ Warren. I almost call him TJ Ford. <laughs> it's also not a knock on TJ Ford. <laughs> not a knock on TJ Ford. For the either. record, I'm, I'm I'm happy he's he was he's still able to walk. Uh, okay. You don't remember when he like broke his neck? Move on. But um, <laughs> TJ Warren will, will be great. Honestly, he'll be probably be great off the bench for us. Mm-hmm. But and he would be probably a great starter on another team. But pairing Booker and Warren on the wing, their flaws overlap, which just compounds that. So there we don't have wing defense, which is what Josh Jackson can provide. And we don't really have wing athleticism. Cuz both those guys are kind of below the basket players. You know, Booker can dunk, Warren can dunk, but they're not dunkers. They're not athletic guys who can get up there, overpower a guy to get a dunk in traffic. They get dunk opportunity dunks. Um, they're not 
laterally athletic for from a defensive standpoint. Both are getting better with time, but they're more – if they improve on defense, it's going to be because of scheme more so than athleticism. Uh, Josh Jackson is naturally athletic and has the physical tools to potentially be an elite defender in the league. But Paul, everyone says that Josh Jackson can't shoot. I don't care. Whether he should, he, he can't shoot, but he can jump out the gym. And but can he and, not shoot? I don't know. I mean, his you 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 told me before we start recording that he cannot shoot. I told you that that is what the when they're putting checking boxes of his strengths and his weaknesses is one of his weaknesses is his shot. Whether that'll prove true in the long run is a different story. Um, he did shoot rather well from three this past season, um, so that that is hopeful. But the the mechanics aren't the greatest. Granted, neither were Sean Marion's, and he was perfect. Neither fine. are Lonzo Balls. Yeah, and here's okay. I'm sorry. I need to interject because I don't please. get the whole Josh Jackson can't shoot thing. His shot is an issue. He shot 38% from three-point range this season. He shot 49%, I believe, over the second half of the season. I just don't get where the guy can't, like, where where the conclusion gets laid that he cannot shoot. Mechanics, okay, fine. Mechanics can be wonky, and they are wonky, but the ball goes down. Who cares? Like you said, Sean Marion's... I I would imagine that all these all these people out there being like Josh Jackson can't shoot would be like Sean Marion would be like you know undrafted undrafted free agent coming out of UNLV uh, there because he can't shoot either because look at those mechanics like that's ridiculous it makes zero sense well I mean we're we're in that period of leading up to the draft where we're really at that paralysis by analysis standpoint where it's like we have a season worth of guys. Josh Jackson has been projected as the number three pick since this, basically since the season started. It's been Fultz, Ball, Josh Jackson the whole time. Not Nobody really came out of nowhere and like jumped into that. Darren Fox has kind of made a little bit of a run because of what he did in the tournament, but he never really cracked past top three, but he made it into the conversation for top five. He was like second half of the top ten prior to the, prior to the lottery. I think Monk was higher than him, and now Fox has jumped him. But... So, like the story's not there's no story to say oh yeah this this is what this guy's great at the story at this point is like why should this guy be better why should we pick this guy over this guy so you have to start picking out weaknesses and people start dissecting these guys and saying oh yeah that 38% over the course of the season that was that was fake because of x y and z and i read that article and i thought it was a piece of crap but like I said, it's paralysis by analysis. The only guy who nobody's saying anything about is false. He's like he's nobody's really like tried to like poo-poo his game. Nobody's trying to say ball should go number one because ball doesn't want to go number one. So nobody so that's not a story, but Which brings up two questions. One, what article said that about Josh Jackson? I saw it on Twitter. It so, was some some blog. Ugh. It was blogs blog. the worst. I know. <laughs> Except for Brightside. <laughs> the best. <laughs> Second of all, should there be any concern that no one's paying attention to the faults of Markel Fultz? 
Is he maybe not that demigod that everyone's making him out to be? <laughs> we'll, we'll see. But I, it is, it is kind of weird that nobody's even. I rare. Maybe it's just because I'm not. The sons aren't in the aren't in the running to get him because they fell to four. So perhaps those articles of here's what's wrong with faults. Maybe we don't want them. Aren't really coming across my plate. Or. Maybe. I watched him throw up a stinker of first half against ASU, your grad school alma mater at least. Um, Whatever you want to call it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, And then go, like, balls to the wall crazy in the second half. And everyone talked about the great second half, but nobody talked about the bad first half. Yeah. What if Markel Fultz is not really that great of a board? Yeah, maybe. Maybe Like Miami or, like, I don't know. LeBron and the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, this well, year I mean, so no, I'm it, kidding. It LeBron's actually been. Fine, it didn't but. hurt Ben Simmons' stock that he kind of, you know, he played right, for but a team. at least some people kind of mentioned it. Right, it was mentioned. It was mentioned, but I don't know. It, it is kind of weird to me that kind of maybe Fultz is going to pass. Yeah, he's going to pass. Mm. I really, it, it, it you hear it first it here, folks. Fultz bust. Right? Is that what we're saying? Bust. bust. Big time bust. Bust. Go yeah. ahead and take him, Boston. Yes. Suckers. <laughs> okay. Trade him to the Lakers. <laughs> so here's another thing that's come up with the Lakers. I saw an article not not more than two days ago saying that the Lakers have finally scheduled a workout with Lonzo Ball. And rumor has it that if Ball does not quote-unquote, blow them away in said workout, they're going to take Josh Jackson. Do you think there's any... I don't I don't think there is, but is there any way that's possible? I feel it's... No way. I would... Like... It would suck as a Suns fan. Mm-hmm. Because I'd be... I don't want ball, and I... I kind of the the kid seems like he's a good guy, and he I don't seems know how much of it. Way is. less psychotic than the rest of his family. Who, by the way, apparently his little brother is actually really terrible at basketball. Terrible! Wow. Terrible! Good he's job UCLA. Terrible. Good offer there. Yeah. Anyway, well, they had to do it to get Lonzo. Yeah, but that got them far this year. I honestly, the comedy. Of LeVar, if the Lakers pass on Lonzo, is kind of enticing to see his reaction in that green room when Adam Silver walks up and goes, and the Los Angeles Lakers select Josh Jackson. Okay. I mean, okay. for an entertainment I, I standpoint, get, I get for that. that five minutes let's, and then the news cycle of the next five days. Let's focus on <laughs> what's important to us as we sit here today. <laughs> what does that do to the Suns then? It opens up that means a I, lot of options. I, I don't think that – I don't think the Sixers are taking a um, – well, I guess Josh Jackson. Actually – mm-hmm. Then so perhaps the Sixers take ball. That means the Suns get – Isaac or Tatum? Yeah. I'm I'm hoping they don't get enamored with Tatum. I'm I'm not. Oh. Please, Paul. I'm just 
I'll T- Tatum's a juiced up version of TJ Warren. If I don't even know if he's a juiced up version of TJ Warren, TJ Warren might be just as good. He's just like a it's just higher pedigreed version of TJ. Warren. Yeah, he, he's TJ Warren if TJ Warren went to Duke. That's yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's what I meant. Yeah, he he went to a school with a name, so he gets more recognition. I think that uh, I I would I would venture to go out on a limb and mutt gonna say i want the Suns to take jason tatum but i think he's probably more than a juiced up virgin of tj warren because tj warren was also how many years did he play at N- nc state is that what yeah nc state yeah yeah he nailed was, it c- come on i mean he he went to the same school as philip rivers you gotta know that man that's, that's why i went with nc state yeah but he played three years or did he go four yeah. I don't know if he went off four, but he definitely was right. not. So, I mean, like, Tatum's still three. 19 years old. And yeah. He's putting up similar stats in the same conference, yada, yada, yada. Right. But, I mean, similar to TJ, like, he's kind of a one-dimensional scorer. Like, doesn't really – didn't really show too much on the defensive end. Doesn't have – his game is more of a mid-range inside game. Not that it doesn't really, doesn't really stretch out to the three-point line, which – Suns need that mm-hmm. just because the way For the sure. NBA is going, you need that three point shooting. So basically, I feel Jackson like provides. I feel like we've established that if the Lakers were to actually take Josh Jackson, it could like ruin everyone's life in Phoenix. It could really throw off a lot of people in the draft. Period. Well, I guess here's the question: then. So it's a, it's a huge domino. Yeah, but let's be honest; they're not going to do that. Because no, the Lakers are the Lakers, and they're Magic Johnson's yeah, Magic Johnson. Exactly. He's he's already showed his hand like eighty-seven times. So they're going to take Lonzo Ball, mm. and then maybe they'll have the first, you know, jersey sponsorship with big baller brand on it. Jesus, that's so ridiculous. <laughs> so you mean, ridiculous. Mean, mean, the, mean the Kobe nines with a really bad logo attached to him? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, and then they're going to get sued by Nike. Nike and excuse me, <laughs> language, but. Yeah. Um, anywho. Yeah. So let's think here. Um, okay. <laughs> but let's – okay. So – I ran out of thoughts right there in case nobody noticed out there. Assuming the Lakers take ball, what if the Sixers take Jackson? I Because, I mean, the, the mock drafts that came out after the draft – like. The Sixers were yeah. almost the best case scenario for the Suns if they were to fall, just because they've been drafting front court guys for the last four years, and they're so stacked with front court guys. They traded Nerlens Noel, who is probably going to get a max offer this year for what was was it a late first round pick? Mm-hmm. Something. Some it like a not like nothing. They traded him for nothing because they had no leverage because they have all these front court guys. Why are they going to draft another front court guy, especially a guy who people say has a broken shot when they have players like Ben Simmons who people say has a broken shot, and he's he's supposed to be like a focal point, and there's just too much overlap there of players. And I know. When you're drafting that high in the draft, you really shouldn't worry about drafting for need, but you should be drafting best player available, which, and you just figure it out. Mm-hmm. But even still, are you are you basically asking me if the Suns should take a point guard? At- no, I, no, I'm I'm just I'm saying 
I can't see. I'm, I'm saying the Suns still have a good shot at Jackson because a lot of people are projecting that the Sixers aren't going to take him because the flaws that he has matches up with a lot of the flaws the players they already have on their draft. The flaws in quotes. <laughs> quote-unquote flaws. Quote-unquote flaws match up with the quote-unquote flaws of the players they already have. No, there's a real realistic. Those are real flaws. So well, quote-unquote flaws match up with the real With flaws. the real broken yes. shot of exactly. Ben Simmons. <laughs> so, well, I mean, ultimately, even if the Lakers were to take Jackson, you'd probably think that the Sixers would take Ball then, right? So either way... Either of those scenarios means the Suns are sitting there with neither Fultz, nor Ball, nor Jackson on the board when they pick. So you're, saying so you're, you're curious saying as to... Isaac or Tatum. Yes. I'm not saying. Or, you're the one that asked the question Or initially. Darren Fox. Right. So you're, you're saying, who do the Suns take at that point? Yeah. That is a terrifying question. I hate that question because I don't know. Yeah. I think if... If you want to take a known commodity and know what you're going to get, you take Jason Tatum. I think if you want to pick who I think might be outside of Jackson, I I really think Jackson might end up being the best player out of this draft. You hear it here first, folks. That's not first. I've seen that already, but... Yeah, you've seen it, but you just heard it. Different. I read it. Yes, totally different. But <laughs> I not heard um, it verbalized. I, if, if, if the Suns were in that position and they took Jonathan Isaac, I would not be upset. Because he, I think yeah. he has the, he has a, maybe the highest likelihood of being a bust, but also might have the highest potential he's got, ceiling. He's got the highest ceiling with the lowest floor. Yeah. Well, well said, Paul. Way to make up for that last thing you just did there. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. And, and, I, and I, I didn't, I, I didn't, I I didn't hate, say thank you, but go on. I wouldn't hate that pick. But you love De'Aaron Fox. I do like De'Aaron Fox. Yes. Love. But love. De'Aaron love. Fox is a domino piece that I only like if they already get Jackson. <laughs> what? It, it's, it's, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you only like De'Aaron Fox if the Suns also get Jackson. Right. So if De'Aaron Fox were to fall to like the 34th pick, you'd be down. <laughs> no, no. I'm him. saying if, if if the Suns get Jackson, I would be open to a trade. considering trading Bledsoe for like the fifth or sixth pick. It, to Probably who, the fifth pick. Who has pick. five and six? Um, Sacramento has five. And who has six? On I can't it. remember who has six. Quick, explain um, why Sacramento would take that trade while I'm looking up who has six. Because, Sa- like the Suns, Sacramento has a bunch of young guys, but they also are in, I would argue, a much more chaotic situation of those young guys, particularly following the, the Marcus Cousins trade that just kind of threw the whole team out of whack. Whereas the Suns have had a season of, kind of developing structure. So... You take Eric Bledsoe. Orlando. Who, oh, Orlando. Again, another... We should team. probably stop talking about this now because I feel like Orlando would be way more likely to do it. But go on. I'm still right. listening because well, I feel like there's no way Sacramento does that. But uh, Orlando's another great option. 
um, for a lot of the same reasons. The Suns have some structure. They have a star in the in the making in Booker, and they have other high potential pieces in Bender and Chris. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if they drafted Jackson, Jackson, so you got two, three, four, five, potentially two, three, four, five, filled in with guys who are all on the same timetable to grow and build with the team, and their skills all complement each other. And though Bledsoe's skills do fit in that that mold, the timetable is a little is a little off because by the time those guys all get to that point that they are legitimately consider, considering to be contenders, which is the 23-24 range, Bledsoe's already going to be in the... 32-33 range, which is going to be on the downside of his prime. He's not going to be that effective. But he's not expected at that point to be the focal point of the offense, so that actually might work out well. That might work out well. But you bring in a Darren Fox whose skill set is similar to Bledsoe's in that he's a, he's a slasher, he's a defender, he doesn't have injury history, you pair him next. You take Darren Fox, uh, Devin Booker, Josh Jackson. You got defender slasher. You got who's also a distributor. You got a shooter who's also shown post up skills, also shown distri- uh, distribution skills, um, ability to bat, run run the offense if he needs to. Secondary uh, creator. You also have Josh Jackson, who is athletic freak potential. Elite defender, shooter. Can also post up. Can also post up. Didn't do it much, but when he did it, did very efficiently. Is also a great passer for his position. Fantastic facilitator for his position. Marquise Chris, who is almost the odd man out in this situation because he's not a great passer, but can catch anything. Doesn't need to be. Yeah, doesn't need to be. He just needs to run to the rim, and you have four guys who can throw it to him, and you have... Bender, who is hopefully next generation's Andre Karolinko. AK-47? So, if you think about that roster, it just on paper, it fits. Which is why I've become so enamored with the idea of it. Is it fits age-wise, it fits skill-wise, it fits um, athleticism-wise. I just feel like if... Sacramento is in a similar situation to the Suns. Why would they want Bledsoe when the Suns are like, we don't want him anymore? Because they, because whereas the because they're crazy and they already made a terrible trade in the last year, so why not one, try it again? One, two, the Suns still have those vets in place in the Jared I, Dudley's. I still like the idea of Sacramento just being psycho. Uh, this probably that's probably the more likely. That's result. probably yeah. the more likely one, but. The point, my point, I was trying to get to is the Suns still have the Tyson Chandler, they still have the Jared Dudley, they still, if they pick up the option, Leandro Barbosa, they still have those vets that can keep all these young guys in line. Sacramento doesn't have vets, and the few vets they do are just as crazy as the owners, like Aaron Aflalo, who we'd probably have to take on to get a pick, but we, I just, we can just cut him. <laughs> they, they don't have solid leaders. 
to help guide those young guys to kind of turn them into a team. And I feel like Bledsoe would be the, a good guy to go up there and kind of take on that role. I think he would fit well with what the coach is trying to construct up there. Here's here's a crazy question. And, and this here's is, a crazy answer. This is going on to like a well, same same topic, but different area of said topic. What if the Suns could make a trade to say the latter part of the lottery? Trade like down the ten to thirteen area. We we keep we keep oh, the four. Keep four. But instead of trading an Eric Bledsoe for the five or six. We trade. A we TJ have the opportunity Warren. to trade. Maybe, maybe not even trade. Trade a TJ Warren, but trade. I don't know. A Brandon Knight. Oh God! For lottery picks. You know what? No, let's let's call it. Uh, see now, I... sorry, I'm just coming up with this on the fly here. What if it's? What if we trade um, a our first our our first round draft pick next year, and then. Would Say Miami, any, one of the, like the la- latest Miami one we have, right? Twenty one, two thousand twenty one. Yeah, to get. Would you put protections? Ten to thirteen this year. What kind? Of, I don't. Jesus Christ, Paul. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. top five protected. Okay. And then we look at. That. I don't know, Zach Collins. What do you think about Zach Collins? And I know whatever you're going to say is going to be wrong because you don't like him. I can tell already. No, honestly, to be honest. I don't know enough about Zach Collins to give a legitimate opinion. I have never said anything good about anything that has ever come out of Gonzaga. I said Adam Morrison was going to be a bust. I was so wrong. Oh, wait, no, I was totally right on that. Dan Dickow. Dan Dickow. <laughs> dude, dude, he got drafted like late first round. And he, he's gone. Um, but I really think that Zach Collins is going to be a solid NBA center. The Suns could somehow get into that late lottery and get him without giving up a whole lot. Like giving yeah. up, you know, maybe a couple draft picks in the future. I would frankly be for it. Because as much as I like the idea of maybe next year getting uh, um, DeAndre Ayton in the yeah. draft. I mean, we are going to have to suck again to get yeah. him. We might suck, and again. we probably will well, actually, suck. But I feel like we're not going to suck no, that bad. We don't have to suck again. Miami just has to suck. Is next year we get theirs next year? No. Yeah, year after. That's an eighteen draft. We get theirs. I thought it was two thousand nineteen. Shit. Did they have to give up their pick this year? I have mm-hmm. no idea. I just... All right, you keep talking. I'll look up. Look oh, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. See, like how I do that. Like, <laughs> like I, I tell you to do it. You're like, okay, I'll keep talking. I'm like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> No, I'm just saying that, uh, you, you know, if we could somehow squeeze our way into, I feel like we've been all over the board. Everybody's going to be like, the, the just, comments would be like, what the hell were you guys talking about? All we know is that we, we, we didn't get, we didn't get Lonzo Ball, but he went to the Lakers, but then he didn't go to the Lakers. Then we ended up getting Josh Jackson. But not, nah. and instead <laughs> we got maybe, maybe Jonathan Isaac. But then we got Darren Fox, and then somehow traded to get to get <laughs> Zach Collins. Mm-hmm. What what just happened exactly? We're here to put we're your here minds to screw in with the, your mind into pretzels. So 
Anyway, but anywho, it's just a thought. Just a thought. And maybe we should perhaps sit down and think more precisely about how perhaps this Suns draft might play out. It's going to be three weeks from right now. We will know. Yeah. We'll know what's going to happen. And I think ultimately we're going to get – we're going to have an opportunity to get Josh Jackson. Whether we actually take him or not is a different question. Um, I mean McDonough – who knows? I trust the guy. I mean that's the one thing. Let's think – we haven't talked about that. What? We can trust McDonough with this draft. Yeah, like we, he's, good, he's good at the draft. He's done great. Except for Alex Len. And even but Alex Len, that was like, woof, dude. Woof. Yeah. Woof. It's like, woof okay. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Granted, it's like, he passed up on Noel, who... Well, Noel got traded. I mean, it's not yeah. like he's been like the the key to the defense right. in, in, in Philly. It was a horrible draft, but he found Booker. He found Warren. He found... Your favorite player, Tyler Eulis. Tyler Eulis, and outside I just of like tiny guys who can dribble the shit out of them. <laughs> that's weird, but okay. <laughs> um, but outside of the whole Len thing, and and I, like, it, Len, uh, that that I wasn't, give him a mulligan on it. He had the job for three weeks before I had to take it. That's a fair point, and it was a, <laughs> it was a shit draft. I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. it was. So. We as Suns fans have to sit back and go, you know what, Ryan McDonough? You do you. Do your thing. And I don't think that McDonough has to do anything crazy to keep his job. I really don't. I hope not. I think he I think Sarver's learned his lesson. I think he deserves an extension. I I hate that Sarver has that policy where he doesn't give extensions before the uh before a uh contract has ended. I love it. Okay. Love it. Love it. Love it. Because it makes everything guys reckless. Does. No, it doesn't. It teaches you whether those guys are responsible or not. Okay. That's it. So, right. anyway. I'm, I'm going to throw something at you that I saw on Twitter today, and I want to get your honest reaction. You have two minutes. Two minutes. Okay. This, this, was, a, this was a trade Stop looking at me weird. proposed by a Sixers blog for a trade between the Sixers and the Suns. The Sixers trade Jaleel Okafor and TJ McConnell for Dragon Bender and Eric Bledsoe. Justin, go. You just pronounced his name Dragon Bender. I'm just going to say. Dragon. Dragon. <laughs> I've had a couple beers. Wait, no. What? Are <laughs> yeah. you fucking kidding me? Excuse me. Oh, I'm the one that never cusses on this. You always cuss, and I just did. No, that's insane. I know it is. I love TJ McConnell. <laughs> but no! no. Exactly. Okay. That took, just, <laughs> that took way less than two minutes, so we're good. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Go on the Sixers blog right now and be like, <laughs> however you type that, do it, because that's insane. That's what gifts are for. Do we get 74 first-round draft picks? Yeah. Still no. No, no, actually we get no draft picks. Oh, well then, even, no, definitely no. <laughs> like, ap- apparently, their description of the trade, Okafer is the chip. Okafer is... The guy who can't see the court in Philly. Bender's better than Okafer. Like? Like, they're like, their justification was, the Suns are out on Bledsoe, and I'm like, no, I still like Bledsoe as a player, I just... 
Sons if a better situation out. comes along. Sons are out on Bledsoe. I, I'm not out on Bledsoe. Uh, I'm just that, open that, to options. Okay. And Paul, I'm gonna go Bender get, is not a bust. I'm gonna so. go get. I'm gonna go get a band from a blog, Sixers blog, right now. <laughs> you showed me. Yes. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, that is insane. That's pretty much what the Twitter comments were. I'm now concerned. Maybe they will. Maybe they will take John Jackson <laughs> if their fans are that delusional. Then their their front office has to be. Well, made. no, actually, what's funny is you start reading the feed and like the fans don't want to give up T.J. McConnell. <laughs> Well, I would. I, that's okay. Like he might be the more valuable piece in that trade for for Philly. Yeah, because Dumbledore's been really bad since yeah. he's been there. McConnell has McConnell's the man. I love him. <laughs> well, you're, I, you're I also would, you have a homer. <laughs> no, I'm a lover of fantastic basketball, and you have a fan. And T.J. McConnell is a baller. An absolute baller. I'm not saying he's not. Oh, and I double-checked. We do get the 2018 Miami pick. Without restrictions? No restrictions. Oh, yeah. So so we can be great this year. We see Miami to suck crap. Go Eastern Conference. All right. I, I don't want it to be career-ending, but uh, if Dragic and Whiteside get a, like a, you know, a season-ending injury... <laughs> I think Dragic has been bad enough that injuries are unnecessary at this point. He has declined significantly since that trade. He had a good season this past season. It, the previous season when he had to like defer to Wade, which just threw him out of his own game. Mm, I feel like you're maybe giving him too much credit for this past season. I don't know. They almost made the playoffs this year when they were expected to be crap. Yeah. Thanks, Hassan Whiteside. Actually, no, I have a friend who put some money on individual performances by Dragic. Maybe he wasn't that bad. Um, at any rate, we should wrap it up. Nah, let's keep going. Just, on it. We got like three hours left. Let's do this. See, see how much, see how much memory you have on your hard drive. We're gonna go until it says no more. You get an error. That might not take too long after <laughs> this thing's old. So, okay, no, Paul, no, no. we're done. Any last thoughts? You have 30 seconds. I'm looking forward to somehow being disappointed at the lottery or at you, the draft. You know what, Paul? I hate that attitude. You know what? We're going to get who we want, and the Suns are I, still – I've – Actually, what look, year have I said, Paul? 2019 title. Book it. Actually, let me let me retract that statement. I'm looking forward to Suns fans – being disappointed, but they should not be. This is a very strong draft. That's quintessential. Of Suns, Suns are just disappointed because we dropped. And there's still a lot of really, really, really good players in this draft that will be able to produce for this team in some fashion. And Marco no Fultz who, is going to be a bust. We already established that. Yes. No matter, who, no matter who we draft, we'll probably get a quality player. So... We're just, we're just we are just pro- we'll just project onto him the fact that we dropped and we'll be bummed no matter unless we get Josh Jackson. I didn't realize you were so high on Josh Jackson. I thought you hated him. I, I hate him with the passion of a million burning suns. Wait, you hate Josh Jackson? You didn't understand this from the whole last podcast. Yeah, I hate him. He sucks. 
I'm so confused. Are you serious? No. What the? What, what are you doing? What are you talking about? Making you confused. It's been a while. Although, although you were out of although, you although, don't although your anymore. your love for Josh Jackson concerns me a little bit now, actually. So, but at any rate, we should do this again before the draft, right? Yeah. Once once some of the workouts weeks? start to happen, yeah. So two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, this is a good <laughs> idea. Give, give, CPA in the group. All right. So give some time to get some workouts under the belt so we can hear some stuff. Exactly. About, like, who's exactly. Through. And everyone Rumors. can be like, wait a minute. Josh Jackson's actually a really good shooter. Adam Spinella. That's right. I said it. Um, Maybe we should bring him on. <laughs> we should bring him on. Spinella, you're coming on. All right. Until next time. As always, you can catch me on Twitter at so says Jay and. Paul at Dervish of World at Dervish of World. And until you all hear our voices again, which will be in two weeks, hopefully, perhaps we promise nothing. Depending on when you're listening, have a good morning, good we afternoon. We overpromise or we do that. Good <laughs> evening. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> <laughs>